Good evening, Baller Nation. It's your boys, the Shot Callers, back with another podcast episode. The date is January 15, 2020. And as always, we're back to talk basketball. We got the whole trio in today. I got my boy, Andre Anarchy West. That's me, the anarchist. <laughs> and in front of me, I got my boy, Richard, revved up, Bustos. Uh, I have a shirt. This is communist. I didn't know where you were going to go on the next one. Look, <laughs> the think sickle. That's sorry. Anarchy. Richard, the communist. Communism. <laughs> um, and as always, we're back to talk basketball. Glad to have both of you in with me. As you guys can see, I'm the most dedicated shot caller. <laughs> Not missing an episode. I don't know. Oh, yeah? <laughs> there, there's some yeah, we'll give you. We'll let you have that for now. Uh, jokes. Jokes, guys. <laughs> Cross those two off the list. Before we get started with this week's episode, let's uh, go over our social media. If you don't already follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Shot Caller Show. That's at Shot Caller Show. Instagram, the underscore Shot Callers. We are on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Radio.com, Anchor, Spotify. Just look up the Shot Callers. And if you prefer a visual, we got um, YouTube at Shot Caller Show. Just and look also, up the shot don't forget Pocket Casts. We're on Pocket Casts. Pocket well. Casts. And Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got them all. If we didn't name your favorite podcast medium, let us know. Shoot us a message to shotcallershow at gmail.com and we'll make sure to get on that, uh, to get on there for you. Without further ado, let's move right into some basketball NBA news. Rich, what do we got? Uh, so, first thing on the docket, uh, Shams Charania tweeted this out. A little disappointing because I think we were initially looking at a Thursday start. Yeah, it would have been the, the Jazz, against right? Against the Jazz yeah. for Zion Williamson. It looks like his I heard return it was because he had an extra beignet. Has a, <laughs> they had to work yeah. off that beignet. <laughs> don't, even get, don't get me started on disappointments. I said it because I know Richard doesn't like beignets. Yeah. Beignets are... He says oh, they're fake. No, uh, no dude. He calls them cake. fake funnel cakes. It's, it's what it is. It's funnel cake. Yeah. Dude, Chill man. Out. Just I don't know, having, man. Just because you're having a coffee with the beignet doesn't make it not funnel cake. All right, we'll settle this on Twitter, oh. guys. Beignets or, or funnel, funnel cakes? Zion's going to come and lay it down on you, man. <laughs> so Zion is coming back. <laughs> you to make him mad because huh? talking shit about beignets. Um, coming back on the 22nd? Yeah. yeah moving, against, moving it back. So that was disappointing. That'll get, be against the San Antonio Spurs. All the injured players come back against the Spurs. What's the, what's the deal with that? Well, they say you're supposed to make your return against like a not so great team. So yeah, maybe that's who they're targeting. Unfamiliar territory for unfamiliar territory for the Spurs to be one of those teams, but yeah. they indeed are a team where you can kind of ease your way back in and see what you got early on. Me and Richard talked about it last week. I think the guys are starting to feel the pressure, and that's why they're winning now. They don't want to lose those minutes to Zion. Um, but <laughs> as soon as Zion comes back, we'll have another Jordan athlete on there, a new rookie Jordan athlete on there. Uh, on the court, repping. I wonder what shoes he'll wear. They say the 34s are very good for basketball, so maybe those will, you know, help with the uh, help with the injury. Give him some support. Yeah, give him some support. Uh, I'd be interested to know if he's gained or lost weight from before. I'm sure season. he's lost weight. He's had. To have I lost sure weight. hope so for his sake. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, they were saying that his weight wasn't a concern on the way back, but uh, yeah, but they're kind of. Like what are they gonna tell you? He's fat. The mechanics, right? <laughs> like they, he had to learn how to walk yeah. and all this stuff all over. Like, they're, oh, they're not gonna yeah. come out and say Zion got hurt because he's fat. They make him sound like <laughs> he was made in a fucking lab. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we've been reprogramming. Yeah, they programmed him wrong. Yeah. He had a bug in his walking algorithm yeah. or something. Whatever. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can see him throw down some. Uh, some, some spectacular dunks and leave up, live up to some All the hype will finally yeah. be here. Uh, next, we have Nick DePaula of ESPN uh, announcing that Joel Embiid, uh, that Joel Embiid now has an Under Armour Embiid One signature shoe, which will release this fall. And he'll be that'll make him the seventh NBA player to have a signature shoe and the only center to have a signature shoe, which is kind of surprising. Didn't Shaq have a the signature shoe? Yeah, yeah. Center. Oh, current center. Well, Shaq had his own brand, too. Yeah, the you should find it at Payless. I bought some. Um, Patrick Ewan <laughs> has some, too. I think. Uh, yeah, and Al Harrington is kind of a big guy. Like a big yeah. power forward yeah. as opposed to the small power yeah, forward. But it's been like 20 years since the uh, big oh, man's yeah. had their own shoe. I think the thing about the Shaq, it wasn't, well, it didn't look too he bad. Wasn't but that logo in, he was wasn't terrible. playing in Shaq. Well, that logo was terrible, too. Well, I mean, that's his thing. Like, yeah. what other, yeah. what else would you choose for him? Breaking the back? The S, maybe a cool S. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a, a silhouette just because Jordan has a silhouette. Like yeah. Starbury had the star. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right. Um, yeah. Shaq's line was cool. People used to actually kind of rag on them 
in high school, just or not in high school, like in elementary school, whenever I was going to school, yeah, calls people assholes because they were <laughs> they were cheap, you know, they were like thirty bucks or whatever. But yeah. I thought it was great that they. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole were, point: have a shoe that, that every every have. person could afford. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is the second kind signature shoe for a player for Under Armour. Yeah, would it be? Yeah, they're so, on the Steph Curry sevens right now. Yeah, I'm interested to see like how different they look because across I, Nike they have like they're pretty stark differences across different brands. So yeah. it'll be interesting for as soon as we get a visual that will make sure. To throw yeah, up on there time. wasn't any kind of prototype that I saw. The only I guess detail that I could find was that the first thing that your foot touches or the first point of contact is the heel inside the sole or inside I guess the shoe. Uh, and that that's going to be like a silhouette of Africa, uh, oh. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I got to get so, some Cameroonians yeah. unite Wakanda forever. Yeah. Let's go. Next on uh, on Reddit news. And I say Reddit news just because uh, this Reddit news is essentially uh, the highlights. <laughs> we saw a cool highlight of James Harden not respecting John Moran's jumper. So basically asking him to shoot the three, not going over to guard him. And then, of course, John Moran drains it. And then we like, the best that they say, can. Andre? What do you say? He said MF better. Look me he up. said, tell that motherfucker about me. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, I'm sorry, happened. Ja. I mistranslated. Right here. I got the, the rated G version. Yeah, this happened just last night. The and then, of course, after that, the the Grizzlies moved on to beat the Rockets quite handily. You know, by 10 points. By 10 points. You know, that's definitely an upset win. And uh, John Moran backed up, you know, what he was talking about. So I'm, I wonder if Harden went home and looked him up. Yeah, I think all of seven, Jai is rookie of the year. So it's good to see him, you know, take that opportunity against one of the premier players to, you know, make a statement. Yeah, some people yeah. will say, you know, don't bark before, you know, you're established. No, I mean, I, I feel like he's, he's established. He's established <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah, exactly. You know? I like it. He's, so pouring, he's pouring some cement. Some people right on the other side of the, of the yard will say. Uh, what I think know. is just so cool is how they have, uh, how they have you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, you know, finishing these dunks for him. Like, you know shining as well as opposed to just being yeah you know on your own yeah i saw him he was a contender for rookie of the year last year too i mean if luca was out of the picture that dude was putting up like crazy last year so i did uh i did see a headline that was kind of like insinuating that this was the next duo that'd be pretty cool for the city of memphis i think well deserved for them um always having loyal guys you know sticking to their guys paying them to stay not a big market um, it just kind of talks about the culture, right? When a guy like John Moran is very proud to be in Memphis, I can mm-hmm. definitely see him going the way of Mike Conley and being a, a Grizzly for a long time. So hopefully they find more success moving forward. Yeah, uh, next, future, we have yeah. uh, Dan Feldman of Yahoo Sports. Um, was this a tweet? Or just, oh, yeah, was just, some, yeah, was just tweeting tweet. that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George plotted Clippers team up at Drake's house. So Drake actually threw a party and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were both in attendance. Mm-hmm. This was after the championship? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had somewhere to meet. And, and went, uh, went in the broom closet and were like, we doing this? Oh, I guess so. And then, uh, and then during like free agency, that's where Kawhi Leonard was staying uh, while he was making his decision when he was in L.A. Uh, when he wasn't in Toronto. So kind of ironic how the ambassador of the Raptors didn't like make it happen or have like a yeah, major, major, he, but it's just kind of weird. He triggered the event that caused the superstar to a, leave Toronto. It's poetic, I guess, <laughs> right? if you want to say that. So. I mean, they got their win. They're good. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. That's definitely a team where it's like, we appreciate this like no other. And they can be like, well, if it cost us this to get this, it's worth it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's probably like the kind of place where these kind of decisions take place too. Like some party, everyone's like having a good time. So if you you know what, we should team up. That's when this conversation. Yeah, All Star right. Weekend is when yeah. is when everybody says that stuff happens. You yeah. know, uh, Kyrie bit. and KD like hanging out, being like, you know what, let's do this. The Olympics, like yeah. the Olympic Village, like it's not just yeah, you know. <laughs> We're, I hope I, uh, uh, I've heard stuff that happens there. So that's why I kind of. I was like, yeah, there's some other things. things. <laughs> like, actually, we're not we're talking, talking about, about that. Still, no, actually, the U.S. Team USA players stay on the boat. Is what I uh, hear. Okay, gotcha. Until they uh, venture uh, off. But, yeah. But yeah so when they're things, when they're on the boat, uh, I guess that's what they. I'm sure that's plotting. what sparked it. I mean, who's to say how? Who's to say where it all started? I think uh, if you look at what the Clippers say, it, it started once he started. Once they actually started having meetings with him is when he brought up Paul George. So definitely I could see it having sparked at a party because it, it kept... It with, seemed pretty if we think back, If definitely. we think back to when that happened, everybody's like, what the 
fuck. Like everyone Paul else was George, caught off guard, you know. Yeah, going off the interviews, it seemed like. And then other reports say that Paul George was like fourth on his list. There was other guys. So yeah, there are moments where you're just like when that when you're just mentioning when it went down, how everybody was like, "What the fuck?" Like I think everyone knows where they were when that news yeah. broke. Yeah. I definitely do. I was I, I was, remember, I was yeah. sitting in bed. It was like in the middle of the night, and I texted y'all. I was, I was at the bar, and, and my like, phone's just blowing up. I was watching a movie, and I said, "We're not watching this anymore." Yeah. I got I got to text these boys. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, Crazy. Last bit of news: Shams uh, tweeted, "Landmark day in WNBA: new collective bargaining agreement that has raised average salaries to six figures for the first time, up to five hundred thousand from the previous one hundred thirty thousand. Uh, improved travel and market opportunities, and fully paid salary on maternity leave, among other changes." So monumental for the WNBA. Good to see it. Particularly if you really look at it, the thing that stands out to me the most that almost seems prehistoric is the fact that they're barely going to have maternity leave. Yeah, you know that kind of seems like, and and granted, collective bargaining agreements have to expire. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just for the think, next one, right? Yeah, but just to think that it like, damn, they didn't they got have that, that kind of generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, it's good because you know they profit share, right? NBA and WNBA, so it's good to yeah. see with the NBA bringing in as much money as they do do that. You know, the women are you know getting people, getting some of that. Yeah, people argue a number of things why why the WNBA doesn't make more money, etc. I I really wish the marketing was a little bit better. Um. Just because you don't, you have to go look for it. Right. Yeah, you have to go look for the WNBA. It's not plastered everywhere the way the NBA is. So maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, I personally haven't been to a game, but I think if it was made more readily accessible, or... it's, I, I'd say it's pretty accessible, right? TV wise, it's not accessible because no, you have to not. go. Like, I can't just turn on YouTube. T- I, we, I mean, I use YouTube. You guys use YouTube. I don't turn it on and that's like on there, right? It's I have to go like. You have to know. To you have way. to go with intention and know yeah, that yeah. that's what you want to look. NBA, at. I turn oh, on the, You just flip the channels. The YouTube like, you algorithm, though, if you type in WNBA like twelve times, they're just gonna start recommending you. But it's not WNBA on one of those stuff. channels. YouTube. I'm talking about YouTube TV. I'm uh, talking about yeah, like, yeah. It's gonna be like on a local yeah, the algorithm. You look up door hinges on YouTube. You got all the recommendations door about door hinges. hinges that you not need. talking about YouTube. You're talking about YouTube TV. Oh, you are talking about YouTube TV. Yeah, I'm not talking about YouTube. Yes, if I search WNBA, of course. And like the fact that their season, I feel like their season's a lot shorter. Well, it's shorter, but it's like in the summer after after the NBA season. I think if it was going on at the same time, I'd probably there'd be a chance. I feel like more inclined to. I want to watch some more basketball. There. Well, yeah, and there's some weekends where it's like you get a comparison. Well, uh, to give you a, to give you a cor- uh, comparison, personal comparison, whenever the college basketball games are going on, after the games are over, sometimes they'll throw on like women's college basketball, and I've sat and watched an entire game because I'm in that zone. You're already in the like, mood. You're, like, already, like, you're, you're already set yeah. for watching basketball. So yeah. Maybe that's that'll be a. It's, it's kind of like that programming trick, you know, like Family Guy's on at seven. Let's uh, put a new premiere on right afterward. You're already sitting on the couch. Yeah, you might yeah. as well check it out. Like, Whatever. All right, what's this? I'll give it a shot. That might be the truth. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, I think they should just sync up the schedule with the NBA season, just like you guys were saying, and just then do it back right after. Yeah, no, just sync it up like as in like they're happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. there you could have a whole weekend. This Stagger is, it so it comes on. This you is, can see it during halftime. This time. is NBA yeah. Finals weekend. We got the NBA Finals and the WNBA Finals. You, yeah, the people day would probably watch both. Yeah, yep, yeah. definitely. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and like as far as like the whole you know negotiation, I think it's trending towards going through. And not that like NBA player salaries or WNBA player salaries salary should be you know measured equally because the viewing, of course, is different. Yeah. But I just think it's nice to have a quality of life uh, increase for them. Like, those ladies are like sharing, sharing like hotel, hotel rooms, rooms. and yeah. like they're having to play overseas instead of playing in the WNBA for and dollars. giving up pregnancies yeah. and stuff for non guaranteed contracts and stuff. So yeah, it yeah. is a it's pretty step in the right direction. Yeah, sure. I, I, agree. I think we're on something with the scheduling thing. Yeah, I haven't heard that actually personally yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, so tweet the commissioner. So that does it for news. Uh, if you guys feel like we missed anything and would like us to cover it, shoot us a message on Twitter at Shot Caller Show, and we'll make sure to either you know do a quick. Um, Twitter response to whatever your th- is on your mind. Um, and speaking of what's on your mind, that leads us into our next segment, and that's just what's on your mind. What's been irking you? John Morant's fucking good, and I called it. Like, <laughs> and you call, you called it, Rich. After he Zion went the, down, after Zion went down, I did. <laughs> I said, I said he's wait, gonna win Rookie of the Year. I, I yeah, said right. he's gonna win Rookie <laughs> of the Year. You really stuck your neck out for that one. We Richard. all picked them as Rookie <laughs> of the Year. We? Yes, we all picked them. As I have selected memory year. on this. We one. definitely <laughs> all picked them as Rookie of the okay, Year. Okay. Well, anyway, you called it. You called it, Rich. It looks like Dom a damn, very good. It looks like a damn beast. You man. and ten million others. It, it looks like he's having fun, but he's not like overtaking the offense or not getting touches to other guys while he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it within offense. Like when he threw that massive lob to Triple J, like you know he's doing a. 
behind the back, kind of through the legs kind of thing. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what is he doing? He was stalling for time for Jaron to get all the way down the floor instead of pushing it for a highlight. You know, he can jump over people almost. Like, he could have done that. But instead, he's like, you know, let me show about a little bit while I'm getting in. this guy involved, you know. It ain't no fun unless the boys Cracking a assist open too. for the boys, yep. you know. Yep. So, yeah. My my well, one thing that I've been seeing a lot lately is when people are talking about like next year and stuff like that. They, why is nobody talking about the Warriors? Were they going to be? I think everyone kind of yeah. Like I think everyone's in the back of everyone's mind, but we all know I they're trying like, to forget. I feel like people are sleeping on them this year. There's a chance that uh, Steph Curry comes back and plays. There's even a slight chance that Clay comes back and play. I think that's a longer stretch, but they're only five and a half games out of the playoffs. Like. They, so we they, mentioned they, they that last time. We, we, if they get into the AC race, you gave me a smack, lip smack. But oh, I was saying I just don't think they're going to come back. <laughs> if they I'm not saying in, that if they did come back, they wouldn't happen. I'm all just saying, I'm saying I don't is, think is they if will. you get into the eighth seed and you have Steph Curry out there, anything can happen at that point. I think that you're shitting bricks if you're in the one seed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we said that about them. And we said that about Portland too. Those are two teams that you know. Last year, Portland was in the Western Conference Finals. They're they're a Nurkic short of I think being a top four team in my opinion. And nobody's talking about him. Nobody's, and that's because you know Damian. Like you said, they're not winning. Damian Lillard's putting. Damian's kind of being our uh, hit or miss, but it's more like CJ's just, just completely just, disappeared. They're just trying to stay afloat at this point. Yeah. They're trying to stay afloat at this point. And the reason that is, well, when is, is because Damian Lillard's going to get his regardless. But if you watched last year, CJ McCollum needs that spacing in the middle of the floor. He's not the guy that's going to pull up from from three every single time like Damian Lillard can. And will his way to the to the basket? He's just not as athletic as Damian Lillard. He needs he needs the spacing on the floor to hit that mid range jumper or to hit that running floater. So when you have nothing going on inside and the and the center can just not worry about Hassan Whiteside, like it just makes it very difficult for him Hold to up. shoot Hassan over that big man. Three is two though, man. It just makes him really it makes him really difficult for him to shoot over that big man because the big man comes. He meets him at the paint, and like he can't hit that running floater like he was last year. I think it's more so that like even with all that considered, he, he won't pass the ball. That's the thing; he gets tunnel vision. Well, outside of Nurk, yeah. it's well, yeah, but that's what you kind of want at him yeah. sometimes. Well, CJ, yeah, not, you want, you want running, microwave if you're offense. Not, if you're right? not, yeah, if you're not running your offense through through Damian Litter on that particular play, that's what you want CJ to do. What do you want him? To, I mean, he's not gonna. I mean, why would you obviously, want? if it's not a good shot, you want to pass to the open man yeah. or cr- try to create yeah. something. He but has usually, the ability to penetrate. Yeah, but usually something through him. He's yeah. weaving through traffic and then trying to finish. Um, I even if they had Zach Collins, I think they'd be in better shape. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're definitely they're hurting it. Power forward and center. So, so those are two yeah. teams that I'm gonna say right now have an opportunity to take that eight seed, and it's kind of weird the seeing the eight seed be even five four by all like you know sub five hundred teams. Yeah. Or, <laughs> no, sub five hundred teams. Like, yeah, I can't remember the last time the West had sub five hundred. Uh, I think it was probably like 2012. The last time that we had that, the, year? that was the last time that the West was having like poor teams <laughs> fighting because I think it was 2013. Where like you had a fifty win team not make the playoffs. That was crazy. It was, that was a it crazy was the Nuggets, season. I think. Yeah, yeah fifty like, games, fifty wins, and they didn't. They make didn't it. make the playoffs. So we've seen both sides of it. Um, yeah. Speaking of Hassan Whiteside earlier, it reminds me of when he got traded uh, on this contract, and you know he goes on Instagram or whatever social media platform, Snapchat, and he kind of announces what he's doing. That's how he announced he was resigning with the Miami Heat, and maybe he just tweeted. He was like, "We got shooters now." We got shooters talking about in uh, Miami or in uh, Portland. Portland. And then now they got Duncan Robinson lining it <laughs> up from three in Miami. They got yeah. uh, Tyler Harrow. They Tyler got Ken, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Like, he's got to just line it up. And then Jimmy Butler can take the big three if he needs to, even though yeah. his, his percentages aren't like gigantic, but he's there and he's not afraid. So, mm-hmm. and, and then they, they even got Bam out of Bible shooting some threes. Yeah, he'll do Nobody it. Nobody was saying. Whiteside, we need you to uh, shoot at least one three a game, or else we're gonna make you pay us money. Like that's that's not what they're doing. So pretty pretty ironic. That's what he was saying about the Trailblazers when it's looking rough out there for the moment. Yeah. Anything on your mind, Andre? Before we jump into our games. Um. No, nah, man. I'm I'm with you mostly, man. Portland's really hurting from the lack of Nurkic and Zach Collins. They they really need some defense and some more offensive options. But Can we get some more coverage on the East Coast East outside Coast. of the outside of the Celtics? Yeah. Hey, Kyrie came back today. The Hornets looking crispy. Or he came back last. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, with the with uh, Tr- uh, Devonte Graham, you know, yeah, Graham's Golden Crams. That's what Golden Golden Grams. Yeah. That they call. I do can't miss. Yeah, honey nut. All I know is I'm excited for the East because our boy Victor Oladipo is right around the corner for coming uh, back. January 29th, I believe, is the date, and he comes back. That's so. when the Pacers really become the Pacers, and 
Remember what like I said at the beginning of the season there, yeah. that if they faced against Philly, Philly would have a tough time and they would lose that. I'm so happy. I feel him. like I made a bet with Lenny on that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was me. But I remember saying if Philly has to run into Indiana in the second round, they will lose that matchup. And it's starting to look like it because Indiana's actually they passed them. Yeah, they passed them, so mm-hmm. they could very well meet up in the first round. I could what, see them. Four and five. I could see them meeting up in the first round even before the second round. Four and five seed, possibly. Yeah. If you're Philadelphia, you want the two seed. Like you want to avoid having to face uh, Indiana, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Miami. no Milwaukee. Oh, in the second round, until the last possible, yeah, yeah, you know, option. True. You know, and so then, you want so, the two or the three seed, and you want uh, Milwaukee to have to take out maybe Boston. You yeah. know what I mean? Something like that. So you want oh. the third or the second seed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh Phillies actually they've done pretty well against Boston so far. They've beaten them every game, but. Yeah, well, I'm talking about that they want to avoid Milwaukee is what I'm saying. Yeah. And they want Boston to just kind of take care of themselves by either beating Milwaukee by chance or by getting beaten by mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Yeah. So he's saying you want Boston in the four seed. Yeah. yeah. Oof, if you end up in the four seed, you're playing Indiana maybe round one, mm-hmm. followed Those by Milwaukee match, around yeah. two. Oof, that's that's tough. Between Sabonis and Turner, that's they, a lot. I think the East uh, playoffs are just going to be are gonna be just as exciting, if not more exciting, than the Western oh, yeah. Conference. They're, they're deep. Um, I'm interested to see. So Kyrie just came back. Uh, they play. I don't want to talk about the Nets. No, you don't want to talk about the Nets. Yeah, they just lost. <laughs> no, two. it's just the last couple of weeks. I've been like the Nets are what we thought they were. No. Yeah, <laughs> they're, uh, they're. Yeah, they just lost to Philly in the today. Period. So you're asking. Don't ask me to resub just yet. Not yet. To my Brooklyn. This just beat the Celtics. <laughs> well, Brooklyn is like it's kind of you know in football they say any given Sunday. Brooklyn is kind of like that any given. Whatever week day, night. yeah, <laughs> week, any given week night, they can beat any team. Like it's like, uh, dang, who was it? I this is totally not to do with basketball, but um, Brooklyn can beat anybody, but anybody can beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's from a video game, but the people won't know what we're talking about. What West, video game? Oh, it's yeah. from it's from Super Smash Brothers, way back in the day. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't want to harp on this too long or spend too much time talking about Portland even though we just kind of left them but they're up 74-63 against the Rockets right now so they're doing pretty well mm-hmm. like you said JV this, this might be uh, their chance to you know go for a run and contend for that 8th seed they just have to stay right there you know, you know within 5 games of 8 they get Nurkic stay back. above if, keep their head above even water. if they get yeah. Nurkic you know back at the end of February make a little run with him and then they'll be set up for the playoffs yeah. uh, so some of the games from this week uh, one game I watched it was the the Warriors against the against the Mavericks. I talked a little bit about the Warriors, right? And the reason I like watching those games is because I like to see what the other what the possible bench moving forward will look like, mm-hmm. and also I like to see Draymond Green um, without Stephen Clay. Yeah, without Stephen Clay, not because I want to see like oh he's been exposed, which everybody talked about at the beginning of the season, but more so I want to see his hustle, and it was good to see. You, you see a little bit of everything, right? Because when you start going down by 30 points, you can only hustle so much. You can only be so motivated. But early on in the game, he's still playing great defense. He's still sticking to his man at the three-point line. He's still hustling to cover on two versus two on-ones on transition. What he's really good at, and he's always been very good at, and I, and I love to see this, is um, when the guy is driving to the bucket off of the pick and roll, he's very good at sticking to this guy, but then also Ready covering the guy off, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's trying to cover too. Yeah. It's rolling, right? Like, it's just, it, it's beautiful because he actually he tipped the ball. Yeah. So, uh, it was, it was DeLon Wright came off the screen. I think it was Powell that rolled or Maxi, I can't remember. And he tried to dish it to the other guy. And Draymond read it. Just Draymond got stuck it. him so well that, you know, he couldn't just get the free run free to the lob, basket. Man. He tried to lob it and Draymond was able to catch it. Draymond's not the tallest guy, but he was still able that to grab it, it yeah. tipped it, turnover, transition, bucket on the other end. So he's still, you know, refining his um, – he's still not refining, but he's still, you know, playing hard defense early on in games until they come become out of reach. And then you kind of see him, you know, you know, kind of check it in a little bit more. But one thing I would love to see, and I, and I saw in this game that I would love to see, and I don't see why more guys don't do this when they're on bad teams or when they have injuries, it's fuck it, shoot the ball. Like, and he did that. He was walking up to the three-point line. You know how sometimes he'll, he'll shoot it if it ends up in his hands at the yeah. three, mm-hmm. and then he'll shoot it? There's a couple times where it was like one pass three, and I was like, oh, he didn't make it. But it's like, no go hesitation. for it, yeah, like go it. for it, because this could be something that you develop. Maybe you don't develop into a thirty-five percent three. Not saying you're gonna turn into a thirty-five percent three point shooter, but get the reps in. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're gonna win the games, Might go well in there. Up, yeah. One thing that I did like is he took it to the rim and he euro step. 
He did, yeah. Did Draymond with the Euro step? He didn't make yeah. it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point. Yeah. If you're losing anyway, try do go for it. Moves, I love man. to see that from him because I've never, I've always been one to criticize his offense. Right, like he, he's the the Achilles heel of that. You know, he all played time, makes, one of the all time great offense. Yeah. yeah, but it's like the ball's in his hand. It kind of slows down a little bit. Kind of mm-hmm. stops. You know. And to see him like literally get the ball at the top of the of the three point line and then drive and Euro, I was like, ooh, like, yeah, and like you're so right, like and Draymond Green developing is one thing, and it's even more true of guys that are at the end of the bench. Like, uh, what you're talking about now reminds me of what's going on in Brooklyn to rewind us just a little bit. Like Kyrie Irving was kind of in the air if he was going to come back or not. There's a lot of times where you're wondering to yourself, should he come back? I mean, does this year even matter? Kevin Durant's come back next year, and that's when they're really going to try. We don't know much about Kevin Durant's, you know, uh, rehab, how it's going, because they're being kind of quiet in, in Brooklyn. But it's like, I don't think that they should rest people or kind of punt the season, like, whatsoever. They should yeah. play with Kyrie Irving. They should be in the playoff race. They should go get spanked by the Milwaukee Bucks. But it's these guys' audition. This yep. is Kuroks' right. audition here. Try to see how they... When we were talking about Kyrie a couple weeks ago, and we were like, people, is Kyrie the problem? Who gives a... Uh, yeah. What's going on in Brooklyn right now? Go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, go crazy this year. Figure out what you can get out of Spencer Dinwiddie. Get your reps and now see how they do in the playoffs. Yeah. They could trade him. If but they now if Kyrie's able to get, go out there on the court and then there's no possibility of injury, don't check it in. Go out there and throw 35 shots, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Like, go do that now while you can. Re- refine your craft more so than it already is. And then next year, like, you're when you know, that much yeah. better. Like, you, you need to see how these guys respond to being in a picking order, not playing with, like, true. Law, in a, a lawless point. wasteland like exactly. right. in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Exactly. Kevin Durant's going to get his 29 shots whenever they, he yeah, wants they're to. they're going to have to get used to 45, 50 shots going up by these two guys. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things they talk about, like, especially teams like Miami, about building a winning culture. You know, mm-hmm. they try to compete with whatever teams they got, and you mm-hmm. see – like this season, they're they kind of come out of nowhere. They're ready they when, Jimmy the, Butler when the like pyramid is, ready. is yeah. established. They know how to be the foundation, right. foundational exactly. pieces. Are they? Yeah, they're so. ready to do so. Right. Kind of reminds me of the Raptors, like the Raptors, next man up. Miami Heat have the same uh, mentality. Pat, Pat Riley's out here saying, I want to build one more super team before I retire. Yeah, he said that. So he, I mean, what shit might what, happen? Shit. What is he plotting? He's got the, all of us by surprise this season. He is so. the plottingest man that I can he think is, of. Man. Like Godfather. So. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on their waves that you have all this week? Uh, no. Another game. Oh, I mean, the Jazz are white games hot. now, by the way. I yeah. yeah. Right into it. The, the, the Jazz are white hot, man. Like, I saw them uh, playing against the Nets. and I thought that was the Heat. Oh, sorry. The no, Jazz no, are, no, the Jazz are white hot, too. They got. I, that, was, uh, it was, it that, was, that was a Heat joke. Heat <laughs> they joke. Uh, they're white hot. The only, the only team that's even close to them is the Lakers winning nine in a row. The Jazz are winning 10 in a row. And. It's unfortunate timing with Mike Conley going down at that moment, you know, and then then sparking that run ever since they got that trade for Jordan Clarkson. Joe Ingles in the starting lineup and Joe. I and, think. Uh, I Jordan mean, Clark. Conley strictly off the bench when he comes back. No, I don't think so. I think. Uh, What's wrong with it? I mean, because of the if money. It ain't, is it if the it money ain't broken, not, well, strictly is what I'm saying. Uh, I think that they're not afraid to tinker with lineups. I think Mike Conley is like an agreeable guy. He's like, okay, I'll work myself back in. We'll see if we can keep going with what we have going. You see, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles has a chemistry with Rudy Gobert. Just like you're saying, people need to pull people away from the rim for people to be successful. You can't just take Rudy Gobert off the floor and expect Joe Ingles to perform the same way. You're talking about CJ McCollum not having Nurkic. Rudy Gobert is not who you think of when you think of an offensive creator. He's not Nikola Jokic, but he has gravity. He's taller than everybody on the court, and he's going to dunk that shit. So people have to shade to him to try to cut off that lob pass that gives Joe Ingles room to work. Joe Ingles is a kind of slimy dude in a a good way. I'm going to go and like... I'm going to go and like dig back into this pile of history as well. I'm going way back. You remember the Pacers back during the heat era? Mm-hmm. And they were like, Roy Hibbert. If only Roy they had Hibbert, Danny David Granger. West. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, what was the other guy? Oh my God. Danny uh, Granger. Yeah. If only they had Danny Roy Granger. Hibbert. Cause it's George Hill. Remember George uh-huh. Hill was the starter. Oh Once yeah. they get Danny Granger back, that's the real point guard on the Pacers. Yeah. Once they get Danny Granger back, Danny Granger came back. And what did the Pacers do? They kept them on the They bench. kept George Hill. And they were more fit because why would you tinker with it? And I think you're both kind of right. Like you say, Ingles needs Gobert to be successful, and you say Conley might come off the bench. I think it's a little bit of both because Conley kind of struggling and because he's playing though, with like. Gobert. Yeah, so you don't have a center stretching the floor. He's and just that's playing my point. with. Yeah. Like, and so. I went all the way back to that because everybody was like, "Well, the lineup was supposed to have Danny Granger in it," yeah. and they ran the whole season with George Hill. Well, like two thirds of the season, Danny Granger came back, and what did what did uh, Frank Vogel decide to do? Let's keep keep George Hill in there. Why yeah. can't Mike Conley do that? Just come off the bench. I think they might like do that. I mean, you got a 10-game 
Tim game win streak. That's not accidental. Yeah, definitely. Who did yeah. they? Uh, oh, real a quick little. I'll call this JV's tidbits. <laughs> yeah, <any>. JV's tidbits. <laughs> the Jazz are ten and zero since they got. Uh, and Jordan, they're beating Clarkson, some teams Clarkson. that are they're undefeated. They're undefeated. Ten and zero since they got Jordan Clarkson. The teams so they're beating that are not, might be the key. The teams they're beating are not very good. But but hey, a, a you got to beat who's in front of you. Jordan Clarkson yeah, is the key. A good team beats. Who well, the reason I bring to. that up is because I remember seeing the headline that Jordan Clarkson was being traded, and the the, the headline started with Cleveland Cavaliers trade, and I was like Kevin Love, <laughs> and then it's like Jordan Clarkson, and I was like, <laughs> uh, tune out. And now they're ten and zero. Since Click away. The team, so. yeah, yeah, I mean they beat the Pistons, the Bulls, the Magic, the Pelicans, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Wizards. The Nets so far. Ooh. They play the Pelicans again, the Kings, and their first real test is going to be against Indiana. Then they got the Warriors, so they could. I mean, they could be knocking at the door. Sounds like the they just had a, a very Fair. tough schedule too to start yeah. the season. Yeah, that yeah. um, uh, could be it. What are the games I got out there? I got a game. Go ahead. Goal. On them. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was watching the Clippers against the Cavs, and granted, it's the Cavs, so everybody looks good. Right, everybody's gonna look good. But man, one of the I think the biggest acquisition when you talk about value compared to output, it's gotta be Mo Harkless, man. Mo Harkless off of the bench. He comes in here, he's got size. An ex trailblazer. He hustles, he can grab rebounds over guys. Uh, but he also is very good at on the offensive boards, which I like to see from guys that are that are He's not undersized. They say he's like their second best defender too. Oh, definitely. I was yeah, gonna say like, he has the defensive chops. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you're gonna say officer defense. I was yeah, there's a lot of defense yeah. across that team, so yeah. I didn't want to just hone in on his defense. What I like is his hustle on the offensive boards. The other day he was it was against uh, what is this John Collins? No, John um, Big Boy from the Cavs. John Lure Heron. John Heron. Oh, I can't oh, think oh, it was left. Look it up. Secondary center after Thompson. Yeah, but he had a nice putback right over him, you know, avoiding the foul, not going over the back. Um, so, you know, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. Oh, John Henson. John Henson. Yeah. I cannot remember the last name. John Henson, you know, six foot nine. John Henson, he's six foot seven. More heartless put back right over him. It was nice. It was practically a dunk. I would have liked it to be a dunk. It would have been a little bit flashier, but I guess um, when you're that far ahead, you Take don't want to. Take the make, yeah. Yeah, but um, – just seeing it, like you guys said, second best defender on the team, but he's also a spark off the bench. I think back all the way to the first game of the season, brand new team playing against the Lakers. The Lakers were winning that game, and then Mo Harkless came in the third quarter <laughs> and just lit it up, dude. So what I'm saying, what, man? No, you know, it's fine. Mo Harkless is cool. He wears a headband. It's cool. He and, but he came in in cool. the third quarter, and he he lit a, he sparked them to take the lead in that game. So that's kind of the player you get from him. So if everybody wants to talk about you know Kawhi Leonard – Paul we'll talk about Paul George, Lou Williams, Williams Montrez Harrell. Yeah. We talk about the depth. When you look at the depth, I think the best, the key to that depth is going to be more heartless, especially when you talk about the playoffs. We saw yeah, what he did him. with Portland last year in the playoffs. They brought him in, and he was also a spark for Portland off the bench. So it seems like anywhere he goes, when he gets that playing time, it's like he feeds off of the fact that I may have to sit down for the next 20 minutes in the fourth quarter. We go and do as like, much as I he's can. He's like yeah. almost like a third-quarter specialist in mm-hmm. my eyes. Like the third quarter is mine. I'm going to take over. And so, check in on those Clippers games, and you pay attention to that third quarter. He comes in in that third quarter, and he just kind of like turns it up. And against the Cavs, they grew their lead to double digits when he came in. And but he also does the little things, right? The 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 hustle the defense, on offense to yeah. put back um, the blocks. He get, he'll get a block a game, um, and he'll die for the ball. He dove for a ball in that game against Cleveland. So I I, I like to see that. Yeah, his hustle is always great, and like. You know, we, I was just mentioning pecking order. Like, it's just clear to me that players like him, players like Norman Powell, um, like players like uh, what? Sorry, I just thought, he's gonna be my new Danny Green for the. And they got more Hercules. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> I used to say that to Rich yeah, all the time. Yeah. He'd be, I'd be like, they got. And they got Serge. They got Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, they got the Spurs, Marcus Soul. Yeah. And oh, no, I was talking about the Raptors. Oh, and the Raptors. Danny and they Green. got Danny Green. And then on the Spurs, it was they got Tony Parker. They got Matt Ginobili. They got Tim Duncan. And they got Danny Green. Oh my God, Hercules is my new Danny Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so anyway, guys like that, it's like minus it's, the shot. There's obviously a pecking order. <laughs> And you're, you're not going to get five shots a game guaranteed to you. So go fucking get that thing. Go get the hustle plays. Go get yep. no slash the rim. Get everything nope. else. Yeah. No one needs to draw up you getting a rebound. Yeah, you know I think I mean? all title teams have that guy. I think for the Raptors last year, it was Storm, Van, Storm and Norm. Uh, for, for Fred, Storm and Norm is going, but yeah. I think Fred Van Lee was like the more standout one, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, Especially, I'm coming in. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's my I'm turn. Give me the ball. Especially time to Milwaukee cook. and against uh, yep. uh, Golden State. So. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. I guess moving on. Last week I watched OKC versus Houston. This was uh, Russell Westbrook's first return back home to OKC. He played um, super well. The rest of yeah, the Rockets he, couldn't he hit anything. Yeah, he did pretty well. Uh, finished about 50% from the field. Had a lot of assist opportunities, but um, his teammates just couldn't finish. Hey, he got them a lot of pretty good looks, but mm. uh, the defense by OKC just seemed to be too much. And part of that... OKC is like... Kind of over... They're exceeding expectations, well, right? They're the seventh seed. It's like... The misfits, or like, or like the what do you call it? <laughs> Everyone like the island of misfits toys. Like yeah, no, the leftovers. No that, one wanted them. Justice the replacement the movie uh, that came out not that long ago. The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the Suicide, Suicide Squad. <laughs> like that. Like I literally, just, I just found the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, they, they are like like you're like Chris Paul a little bit he's older. Like, oh, Gallinari, kind of he's always big. injured okay. for some reason. Gallinari, he's good, but Gallinari's been like on a thousand teams. For some people. People are down on Steven Adams. Yeah. Shane Alexander's like he's the, young, the young, scrappy like, guy we'll see with a lot of athleticism, but you don't really know what he is. Yeah. And then Steven Adams is Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> turned evil. Aquaman, Aquaman turned evil. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a perfect example, man. But nah, they just played well defensively. Offensively, they're moving the ball extremely well, like I've never seen OKC do. Mm-hmm. They're sharing assists across the team. And you see that, like, with their field goal percentages, everyone finished like. Over 50%. It's like pass the ball it's and like, keep moving. Yeah, yeah, everyone's engaged. The highest score was 24. And, uh, and Chris Paul's fucking shooting so efficiently in the fourth quarter. He's yeah. just like, it's like a ship captain. You he know what I mean? He kind of had his way with that team. Yeah, like, and, he and knew like, exactly what they were going to do. It, it was like uh, when he was in in, uh, in New Orleans, you know, all over again. It's yeah, like, he's, de- he's, he's definitely a leader, man. You, like, you turn that ship to the left. And all your sailors know they all have to lean to the right to compensate. You know what I mean? I think that just speaks to him being able to go into a locker room. And, you know, we talked about how the perception is he's a dick. I called him a dick on this yeah. show. And, but I, but I like him. But yeah. I like him. I guarantee you he's one of those guys that everywhere he seems like a dick. And then when he gets to the locker room, everybody's like, this guy is amazing. He's the we captain. We love him. Yeah. Like, like they don't talk about it probably, mm-hmm. but like it's one of those guys that you're like, he's actually a really great guy. Like yeah. we love him. Like and it could follow him. And maybe it's like, you know, your manager that you hate doesn't get along with the co-managers, but there's not really a problem with the employees. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's that he was having a problem yeah. with Blake Griffin. It was not that he was having a problem with uh, the rest of the team. Like exactly. He, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, all of them, they get along just fine. But yeah, um, I'm sure OKC is not regretting that contract right now. Um, they got a ton of assets. They're in the playoff race and they're looking like a, like a solid team it's, it doesn't look like a fluke I mean, at this point you, you only got to get to first round exit to yeah. <laughs> to be a success <laughs> to match Russell Westbrook's success damn why are you gonna do it like that after they give him a trivia video that's, the, that's that. the reality of the that's the reality we live in that's Chris the, Paul at all-star this season I mean, that's as far as they've got in the last three uh, seasons. He so. definitely is going to get some votes. I think he'll get some coaches' votes on the reserves. Well, it would be ridiculous if they made it out of the first round. That'd be some shit. That would be. I said if they, they get the, the right draw, they could. I said if they beat the Rockets, they'd be pretty crazy, right? Yeah, the Rockets, okay. that would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh man! Seven, oh man! Seven, 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 so, like the I history so between these two Russell teams, Westbrook you got so many been. players. I would feel so bad about you got Westbrook, Harden. It'd be very clear that his inefficiencies are on display. So, before we move on to pick them, Rich, anything that stood out to you this week? Uh, no, I was just going to mention about the Nets and the Heat earlier. Uh, Bam Adebayo, you guys talked about y'all's all-star picks the week that I didn't make it. And I'm not going to bore everybody with my picks, but uh, y'all picked, I think, the starters out of the starters returns. Uh, we're going to learn you know, who make, made the all-star game and how the teams are going to go. But um, next, on the, on the 23rd, I think, is when that's going to happen. But I just wanted to talk about we'll some reserves that I think are going to get in. Uh, I think uh, Bam Adebayo, like, awesome. You know, not afraid. Not afraid to shoot the three when they tell them to. Uh, be a part of the system and just how run many, the point. How yeah. many assists he's getting as yeah. a center? Looking like Al Horford a little bit, almost six assists a game. So. The Eastern Jokic, just <laughs> <laughs> but like he looks undersized if you just see him walking into the game. But just the presence that he commands or the presence that he has on the floor, like a, just a force of energy. Pascal so. Siakam, wait, sorry, came back from from uh, injury. Back, yeah. well, I'm excited to see him yeah. uh, uh, make right his now. case. He's so, right. but yeah, so that's really uh, the I reason I said his name is because. I feel like Bam is kind of doing what Pascal did last year. Just like barreling yeah. to the rim yeah. when he needs to. Barreling to the rim, but also like he might be this year's most improved player. If yeah, but I can see that. that yeah. I want it to be Pascal, though. <laughs> Just Everyone that, wants it. That was my Richard wants to be right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So – we're going to move on to our pick'em contest. Uh, we're going to go over last week's games, just kind of the scores, right? So, Andre, you went 5-2, one of those being one of those correct picks being your underdog pick. 
I believe you picked San Antonio, San Antonio over Boston. Boston. I like Popovich. That's Brad ridiculous. Stevens. I feel that's like Boston's kind of on an up and down right now, right? They're losing well, to they're, teams that they they've been looking good. Uh, Tatum had a career high like a few days ago, like forty three points. Yeah, like on thirty three percent shooting, bro. Oh, continue to beat this Come drum. On, we gotta get drum. the we gotta get the large markets, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I I picked them to win one of these games against Philly just because I didn't believe in Philly at the moment. Like I said, I cannot get over the fact of how stagnant that offense gets. But they took a beat out and had more shooters out there. So I think that kind of helped. Dude, um, if, if I, the, you're just talking about the Philadelphia 76ers offense, right? Yeah. It's just so frustrating. The like, problem is Ben and Embiid don't work because Ben won't shoot. Yeah. Ben is fine without Embiid, and Embiid's fine without Ben. It's like there's like a luxury car, man. They got some awesome pieces. But the like, let's say something goes wrong. The offense isn't clicking. You need to get something real specific to fix that thing. But like a BMW, it's man, expensive. it's expensive, <laughs> and you need specific stuff yeah. to make it work. So the pieces that they need to make that so work are expensive. You know, oh, the you got Al Horford. Seventy sixers are the BMW. He's like a, he's like a Ford. You know what I mean? He just keeps I on trucking. So. <laughs> it just doesn't uh, doesn't it work. Like a muscle car to me. Yeah. So Andre, you want to it's an thing. expensive four and one. Yeah, good at one thing. Uh, I got second place for last week. Four You're talking four about the pick th- Yeah, the pick em. I went four and three. Uh, missed my underdog, so I got four points. Rich went three and four. Did not hit his underdog, so he has three points. This is week This is week two, right? Is, that was week one. That this I feel like bar- I've picked another got, I've picked another you round. You guys realize this is barely January 15th. No, because right? the first week of the of, of the month, I wasn't It was present, a mi- so It was a mixed pick. week, too. We didn't. We didn't okay, pick that week. Yeah, oh right, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. I wasn't there um, the first week. Yeah, he wasn't here the first week. So Miami at Indiana, we all picked Miami and they won. Toronto at Charlotte, we all picked Toronto and they won. Denver at Dallas, I got that right. You guys went with Dallas. I went with Denver. Chicago, New Orleans. Uh, you oh, went with Chicago. You went with Chicago, Rich. You got that one wrong. Mm-hmm. Boston and Philly. Uh, you guys got that Philly. Um, we all got Portland over Minnesota wrong. And then the underdog pick, Andre's the only one that got the underdog pick. So. It's hard out here sometimes. It's very close. Shit, I'm about to I miss mean, five in a row. So. We got two more weeks of this left. So we got this week and then next week. Um, so we can still go either way. Underdogs are worth two points, and we're only three points apart as a, in a total. Um, Y'all so pray for, for me. <laughs> so for week two, uh, again, six games that are even. We all picked the side, and then we all picked the different underdogs. So first game, Miami at OKC. I picked OKC. You guys picked. Miami. Yeah, I feel you're gonna like see uh, a, you're gonna see a trend here as to why I pick these teams. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like Miami's gonna bounce back from a couple of losses that they had that I think they wish they could get back and and just uh, really get the offense going. Jimmy Butler's gonna come up big. He kind of had a questionable moment passing the ball off to Bam at a time where he could have taken the last shot kind of near the rim. Bam looked like he wasn't expecting it because everyone's expecting Jimmy to take that shot. I think that's gonna get corrected and maybe Chris Paul has a slightly colder night. So that's what I'm thinking. I think but, they're probably both pretty even teams, but I like the coaching of Miami. I feel like we still don't know what Billy Donovan's yeah, doing over like, there. How much of that's Chris, Chris Paul's Paul. team? So yeah. it's going to be Chris Paul versus uh, Eric Spolster. You said you were going to have a trend in your <laughs> yeah. So OKC is at home, and I feel like you know the Suicide Squad just finally all realized that they have a lot in common, and they're all <laughs> they all got the bomb and they all and they all got to work they all got to work together and make it happen. No, but to, but seriously. Um, <laughs> They match up very well with Miami. Okay. Um, they have a they have better interior presence. I feel like well, even though Bam is you know you, playing you got Bam lights out, but I think out. yeah, but I think uh, Stephen Adams is not hesitant to go out there. Yeah, so I think overall it'll come down to just more discipline. They're gonna take the more disciplined shots, you know. And uh, like I said, man, Chris Paul, you know, he's leading the Suicide Squad. I think he's about he's about ready to take the bombs out. You know that part at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, and then they can really, they can really blow it. Hopefully, they have a better ending than that movie because that movie was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next game, Miami. Sorry, Detroit at Atlanta. I have Atlanta. The trend is they're at home. Yeah, but their defense is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, man. And their offense is just Trey Young. And what's his name? Yeah, but the offense on in Detroit. The, the offense yeah. in Detroit is all D Rose. I mean, you just kind of isolate him. Let, Blake's let out Drummond again. have He's a field. Let, let Drummond have a field day inside. Don't worry. And Luke Kennard also is out, but I'm sticking by my choice. Yeah, you're not gonna make me feel bad. I like <laughs> they're home. Uh, I also, picked every single home team. If you guys didn't yeah, realize that, and I see in these picks like 
And I, I'm picking against JV a lot. I'm trying to try to strategize here. I got to make some distance against Andre. Not I gotta, me. I got to make some distance between you and me. I just got to not lose. That's you know? true. That's but true. I, I, I you don't, don't got to be first. Just, just not yeah, I just got to not that lose. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. Uh, next game, Cleveland at Chicago. Rich and I both picked the Bulls. For some reason, Andre picked the, the, the Cavs. Andre, right. I'm going to have you defend this pick. Bulls defense, baby. I don't know. I like the Cleveland Bulls. Well, damn. You like them? Can I change it? I don't know. So I forgot so, they traded Clarkson. So, <laughs> so with Cleveland, the thing they do have going for them is they got mini momentum, yeah. right? They've won a couple games. The locker room looks in better spirits. Kevin Laughter, Kevin Love apologized. You know, they're partying like it's 1999 the in the locker room. Coach apologized for calling them slugs. Yeah. Slug. And they, apparently yeah. he's called them slugs thugs. before. So. Yeah. You know, Stugs, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. No, he's but working his pronunciation. Yeah, they were partying after like the most basic win. You know, showering Tristan Thompson with cold water. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> um, it's good to see it. I don't want. I don't want teams to not have fun. You know, I want them to have fun. Yeah, yeah celebrate that, the regular. Like, if any team could like spoil this, it would be the Chicago Bulls. Of course. Like who just Larry marketing maybe like. I talked about him as one of the people that I would look at, uh, keep track of this year, or to look out for this year. Not me personally, but like to keep an eye on. Larry Markin is having a career season despite the Chicago Bulls playing like ass. If you watch him, his interior uh, defense has gotten better. He's not scared to contend on the defensive board, but on the offensive side, look at that fadeaway that he's working on. Watch it; it's pretty, mm-hmm. very nice. Um, but also, despite not having a whole lot of weight on him. He doesn't mind banging on the board. Yeah, some of the yeah. Game, he's, uh, he's not afraid, that's for sure. He's, he's pretty tall. Strength in his legs, that, that gives him some weight, you know, yeah. to throw around. He's got a little fit. Got that good lower that body strength. Fade away. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, that's what oh, it looks I've like. Oh, I've seen it. I've been keeping tabs on the man. Uh, next game is Lakers at Rockets. Going with the home team again. The Rockets. Lakers are rolling. I they're think due they, for one. I, I think they're going to keep rolling. <laughs> I think the Lakers are like. The team to beat in the West. With so much variance, like I feel like you know the the Rockets could get hot, um, but I think Russell Westbrook's gonna drag him down just a little bit, taking too many, uh, you know, sub thirty percent shots for him, which are all three pointers that he takes. Um, and so I just feel like the Rockets are gonna stay rolling. If we had to pick the against, Lakers, sorry, the Lakers are gonna keep keep rolling. If we had to incorporate like the spread, uh, the Rockets could keep it close, but they could just have an off shooting night from three. Uh, so I think the Lakers are going to keep going, especially because I think LeBron and Anthony Davis will be back. Uh, for so they've game. they've kind of sorry not to cut you off, Andre, but or not even let you start. <laughs> but it's like not you. The Lakers they've they've kind of, they've evolved from that early on idea of hey let's just dish it to to AD all day, have them fucking post, post up, up twenty yeah. times a game, and then LeBron gets the rest of the points and just kind of grind it out at the beginning of the game. They they've increased their pace. Their pace has gone up throughout the season, so they're getting a lot more possessions per game. That's because they're pushing the ball, right? They're not slowing it down and saying, all right, here you go, Anthony Davis. Grind on the inside. Or LeBron is going to ISO for fucking 20 seconds out of the shot clock and then settle for a three or, you know, slash and dish. Um, They're pushing it up the floor, and I think they've become more confident in their shooters. You know KCP. Yeah, they've got enough right touches time. to. He's having uh he's having a solid season. His his three point percentage is above his his career average, and his career average is already like thirty six percent. So yeah. he's, I believe he's shooting almost forty. Yeah, the three point he's one, this one year. of their best. Yeah. And so I think they're they're definitely rolling. I think uh, the newfound Dwight has definitely helped with hey, the, man, their the interior quote. defense and offense. Or the second hand quote, he's like. I don't want po- I don't want touches. Just give me the scraps. Yep. He's scrapping. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, I like the- for a big man, especially in this day and age. Just give me the scraps. Yep. I like the Lakers, especially the if they want to play AD at the five. But uh, I picked the him. Rockets. Why am I? Over yeah. Here? Why are you? I don't know, man. Come over Let me tell you why side. I picked the Rockets. Tell, tell you what. Tell us what. Because they're at one, home. Reason one, they're at home. Reason two is. <laughs> I feel like the pace is still not fast enough to keep up with the Rockets. The Rockets are. Their pace isn't the highest. They're but when like, Russell's in there without uh, Harden, they can they, be a little faster. Yeah, they can be a little faster. But I think the onslaught of threes will come early. James Harden will be hot, and they won't be able to play that interior game that they, they want, that they like to play. I like I like the Lakers perimeter defenders, and if you got AD at the four, you can't really exploit exploit him with Harden. I think they'll stagger Dwight, have him come in when just Russell's don't let running. Russell Westbrook yeah. shoot ever. Yeah, <laughs> don't let Russell Westbrook shoot ever, and know. you'll be fine. It's hard to do, man. Yeah, yeah I like the Lakers. Let's go to Indiana. Indiana at Denver. Denver. We all pick Denver at home. Next one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, Denver is is another team that is finally hitting on all cylinders. 
you know, they're they're what we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. Jokic uh, is the key. We He's finished Pokemon, so he doesn't have no more distractions. Is yeah. that really what what yeah. what happened? Yeah, he was like binge watching Pokemon. Oh, so. wow. oh, okay, the show. Gotcha. So he's done. Yeah. <laughs> I need some more Will Barton. Just kidding. That's a joke. That's a running <laughs> joke. If anybody hasn't watched the previous episodes. No. Um, uh, no, but yeah, I mean, Denver is the just, depth of Denver is good. Well, I think early on they had some they had some woes from the perimeter. Um, Jamal Murray Jamal was Murray shooting at one point in the twenties, not completely where he needs to be. Though. Yeah, he's not shooting, 20. but he's not. He's yet. not shooting twenty percent from three, which is what was happening at the beginning of the season. He's back close to his uh, career average, so it's good to see that. Um, very simply put, you know their their offense is just they're rolling. finally clicking. Yeah, yeah, they're just clicking. Um, anything you seen in particular from Denver outside? Uh, of just I want to see more consistent minutes out of Michael Porter Jr. Because when he's in there, like, and he has some, he's looking really, pretty good. When really, he's in a, there. really athletic highlights, but I just, think, I just think his minutes could be more consistent. Give him a good. I think that team is just they're so deep. Is sixteen to nineteen. minutes. You have a luxury to play. Well, him. Malik Beasley hasn't been shooting threes as, as well as he was in years past. Like, I was really hyped up on his playoff run. I'm higher on Michael Porter Jr.'s defense than his offense. Yeah, like he's su- he's such an athlete. He's so yeah. tall, he can yeah. jump so high. Very long, affects shots. Difficult like, to shoot over. Affects Agile. shots. Yeah. And and Nikola Jokic, like people say, oh, he's all offense. He's not a bad defender. If you look at some of his lineup data, like his their best defensive lineups happen to have Jokic in there. there yeah. Even though he doesn't have the counting stats, he doesn't have the blocks, he doesn't have the steals necessarily. He can run the break a little bit, you know what I mean, when he gets it on the fast break. Because he's not scary. He's not starting it up. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that he is huge is a is a plus. And he does have feet that are a little bit fast. He can shuffle back and forth to kind of stymie the uh the the driver just a little bit. Typically, he can't depend on the perimeter. It doesn't mean he's a bad defender. So I think give him some credit where credit is due. He can he can play on both sides. Yeah, it's one of those things. And Rich, you said this a long time ago. And even when we hooped, it was like, damn, Rich, you're hard to get around. Even uh, though like <laughs> you're not like super like <laughs> let me like super athletic. I'm not trying to talk shit, right, right. right? But like it's harder to get around him. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn, like mm-hmm. just be able to cover a lot of space horizontally. Yeah, is a, is a is an attribute. It's mm-hmm. it's a skill. Um, last on the list for the even game, San Antonio at Phoenix. You guys pick San Antonio on the road. I pick Phoenix because they're at home. home. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. This is looking pretty bleak over there. Devin Booker kind of, I like the swag he's got going on lately. Did you see him the other night where he dunked and got technical? Right, right. He didn't even do anything. I don't know why he got a technical, but I like to see his confidence to, to take more shots. That's what, when they won last year, they won. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but. They had a winning record whenever he, he took more than uh than twenty five shots. So um I wanna see him just jack up shots. They're not gonna win anything. Just might as well go out there and make show us what I you just, want. I, I don't think they're on pace to win more than thirty games, are they? Because that's what he's been oh, trying yeah, to do. Oh yeah, you guys said that they would win thirty games. Right? I thought they were. They were looking oh, good to start the season, but I got tricked. I forgot I, I got that. duped. In case you guys weren't didn't tune into that episode, these guys both had Phoenix winning over thirty games and I looked at him like Well, we're not halfway through the season yet. They just have to win fourteen more. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they could. We're right at the halfway mark. Uh, about. Yeah. Uh they're at forty, so they have to yeah, forty one um, more game and they're halfway and they're on pace. So they're on pace to win more <laughs> yeah, than thirty, oh, brother. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see it looking rough out there. Um but yeah, they're the home team, so <laughs> I don't know. I just I rely on San Antonio's offense a bit more, despite how bad it is. <laughs> like that's a contradiction. <laughs> like it's a, it's gonna be better than Booker, oh, even though like Booker is efficient and he gets his, but like the rest of their team. Uh, yeah, you got Ricky Rubio. Yeah, like both of them at any moment can spark offense on their own. Yeah, and if Jonas is playing like he was earlier this season, then they're good. But he's kind of like, cooled the, off. The thing bit. about JV is that he does not or not not Jonas. He, uh, Aaron Baines, my bad. JV, that he doesn't roll to the rim as fast as you would like him to. Like he's very slow off of the pick, the PNR. Yeah. Are we talking about? You're talking about Aaron Baines. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay, I thought you said JV. You said the word JV. I was like, Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> That's why I was looking at you like that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like he, he doesn't roll to the the rim. Yeah, he's he spaces uh, the floor, which yeah. is really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he hasn't been so great re- as of recent. So. Did I say JV? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's because I said Jonas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why did you say? <laughs> it's I, I got it. But I meant oh, Aaron Baines. Okay. I meant Aaron Baines. I'm sorry, y'all. Don't good. kill me, Australia. Cool. 
So now it's our underdog picks, Rich. You go first because you were last. Because you were last. I Rich, chose you were last last yes. week's. So that's why you picked first. So I chose uh, the Pelicans over Utah. Number one, they're at home. <laughs> 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 Taking a page out of my book. Brandon Ingram is looking like he could definitely be an all-star reserve. Like he's looking like you got a game plan for this man. And I feel like the Jazz are going to go perfect against these sub-500 teams. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like this is one that they're, they're on the road. Uh, not a terrific road team, not one to write home about. Uh, but, you know, I think that they're going to have a role in. Uh, I think uh, even though they're going to miss Zion, I think uh, they're going to be like, oh, we got Zion back. We got a game plan. Oh, he's not in. Let's kind of take a little bit of a breather. Maybe not work quite as hard. And maybe the, the Pelicans can just kind of rush all over them. So yep. that's what I'm thinking. I pick Golden State at home <laughs> uh-huh. against Orlando. Um, D'Angelo Russell will have a few more games under his belt. Coming off of injury, uh, Eric Paschal was able to play better. He plays a lot better with uh, D'Lo on the on the floor. Um, so I expect I see I expect them to to uh, put up their typical numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I still see the hustle from Draymond Green. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him take a few more of those you know those jump shots. Um, but I think all together, you put that all together. As long as they can stay close, they've proven that late in games they can they can stay in, if they're in contention. They can start running away with it, start hitting those late game shots. D'Angelo Russell has proven that he can be a clutch shooter. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm just interested. I'm just interested in seeing how they progress moving forward. Being that they do have D'Angelo Russell back, and he's going to be a little bit more removed from injury. Um, but Pascal is somebody who, were he not on such a bad team, we'd be talking about him a little bit more as maybe a possible six man. I think ultimately his role should be off of the bench. Um, so maybe next year, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I have to look at his contract and see if he'll even be on the Warriors next year, but somebody will scoop him up. That's a guy that can definitely be a role player. Put him on the magic. They need scores sometimes. <laughs> For real. Yeah. They can score sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Andre. Your yeah. Hero? So I chose bulls over the Sixers at home. And for that is so Sixers, we know they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, but where they struggle is consistent offense. And I feel like with the Bulls, between Thaddeus Young, uh, Laurie Markkinen, Zach Levine, uh, they'll have enough offense. And especially if they if they get hot from three, they'll have enough offense to, you know, kind of keep them in the fight. So they have a puncher's chance, I feel like. Yeah, well, the thing about – and I agree. And the thing about the, the, the Sixers is they look for the easiest shot, right? Because yeah. they can't they – can, they're not going to – There's not – There's they're not, not somebody running around all the, all the time. Like Ben, if he open. has an open lane, he'll drive yeah. and shoot. But it's like Tobias they're, Harris. They're, ISO. they're like, looking for the easy bucket inside. But if they can't get that, like I said, there's nobody running around trying yep. to get open, trying to yeah. run through screens. That's not going to happen, right? So when you have a, a defensively sound team like the Bulls who can who, who can defend the the inside, it makes it difficult, and they're not going to get those easy buckets. And you know, all it takes is for somebody like Wendell to get hot on the other end. And Larry Markin, and we talked already talked a little bit about him. But if Wendell just gets a few shots going, I mean, we saw what they did here in Dallas not that long ago. Like they were just hitting shit. Like they just got on a rhythm. Zach right? Levine, man, mm-hmm. yeah, hot, Zach Levine. He's hot, 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 shooting very well right Mavs now. Narrowly escaped that one. Maybe, like, <laughs> maybe that, maybe that night. You know, those Ben Simmons like lurking by the rim because he already passed the ball off at the beginning of that possession. He's not going to get it back because he's not going to shoot. Yeah. Offensive rebound, kind of poke away, kind yeah, of things. But, maybe they're not working for him that night. Yeah, no, that's all it takes. <laughs> cool. If there's uh, any other, uh, well, oh. Uh, we had listener mail, right? We did get listener mail. I can go over that real quick. It's uh, it's from our boy uh, Ramiro again, and oh. <laughs> it's in reference to his uh, fantasy football. His game. fantasy league. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't so, you say it was fantasy basketball? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's fantasy basketball. That's football, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you just like oh, Ramiro says. Yeah. Thanks for the fantasy basketball advice, guys. I agree that you should have a small segment to cover fantasy. As for my team, after my co-manager, in quotes. <laughs> Uh, missed the draft. I started 0-3. After a few waiver wire pickups with Kennard when healthy, Will Barton, Derek Favors, and Wendell Carter Jr., we've been able to put a run together and are now 6-6. Six and six. So, nice turnaround. 6-3 and three since then. Uh, I appreciate you wanting to call this bad co-manager out, but I don't want to ha- do him dirty. Let's just say his name rhymes with Pritchard Bustos. Oh, <laughs> Pritchard. So, we'll let the people at home decipher who that is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm sure that guy feels Romero. like... Uh... If you want a fantasy segment, uh, I've always been huge on fantasy. I do a lot of fantasy football. At one point, I was doing football, baseball, hockey even. Um, so I'll definitely have something ready for you next week. 
Um, and if you have any questions on maybe who you should start, I don't know if you play a daily format or a weekly format, but if you have any questions on who you should pick up from the waiver wire, I'll have some something ready for you. Um, but keep the questions coming for sure. And if you would like us to feature your questions, shoot us an email to shotcollarshow at gmail.com. You can also reach us in the DMs on Instagram, the underscore shotcollars, Twitter, shotcollarshow. Um, and of course, you can always uh, leave a comment either on Apple Podcast or on your YouTube video. Like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. We really appreciate it trying to grow the show as quickly as possible. If anybody, if nobody has anything else. No, that's it for me. Please leave a review on iTunes. Definitely. Leave us a review on iTunes and you'll catch us from Portland next week. Uh, we'll be recording late next week because we on will be flying into Portland. Yeah, so you'll probably catch us on the weekend. We'll be out there to catch the Mavs at Portland. Uh, like I said, I'm... I'm gonna eat as much as I can. Oh, I do have to. I still have to do that. <laughs> oh, challenge. we gotta fulfill the challenge too. Yeah, we'll be on. Yeah, Instagram. I gotta eat the hottest wings, so we'll have that on Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. it'll be. Fun. We'll be on Instagram live. JV's gonna be in the wings, answering some questions that we have. Oh yeah, if you guys want to ask, ask some questions, a little bit of a, of a miniature cool. hot ones episode, yeah, I guess. Yes. And then you Shot guys can tweet in the questions, that, yeah. or not tweet them, but Instagram live, ask questions on the spot, and he'll do his best to answer them between guests. That'll be fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, from Portland. Catch you next week, guys. Peace. I'm Rich. This is Andre. <laughs> the Anarchist. <laughs> We're the shot callers. Catch you next time, everybody. Anarchy.